Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo! <laughs> Yeah, there we go. And you're no longer double dipping. I'm That's fine. fine. I can't believe I have both plugged in <laughs> confidently. Plugged in one, plugged in the other, went, we're good. I was just, we were talking and I looked at your mic and I was like, there are two cords coming out of there. Sometimes you get confused. It's been a long time since we've recorded. Trying to reach my cup. <laughs> I was avoiding saying it. <laughs> just for you. But you still managed to get it in, didn't you? Guess what? I have to cough. <laughs> I'm trying to hit the classics. <laughs> it's still the cutest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I was just so worried about you. Um, speaking of being worried, I guess. <laughs> speaking Don't of being worried. With sharks. <laughs> We're talking. There's so many options right now. There's so many options. People are on the edge of their seat. What yeah. shark movie are we talking about? Oh. It's the Meg. It's the Meg. We talked about the Meg. Yeah. <laughs> As the title indicates. As the title indicates. <laughs> Maybe people avoid that. Yeah, maybe people are like, I just, you know, Russian roulette. I just relate. Are you okay? What happens? Russian roulette. What happens, Nikki, when you make me pick flowers and put them in drinks? (laughs) Yeah, I made Kate pick flowers with me, and then if you put just for fun fact for everybody, if you take some grape hyacinth and you boil it in water and then put that water in lemonade, it turns bright pink. And it's so. Pretty. We mixed it with whiskey, to be clear. Yep. The lemonade is not what gets you drunk. No. Nope. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was like grape hyacinth? It's actually just a natural. <laughs> it gets you fucked up. It doesn't. It's like the salvia. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We're talking about the Meg. <laughs> it's time for sharks. It's time for sharks indeed. This is such an interesting one because I feel like it's going to be scarier to me because I'm scared of whales. A lot of whales in this movie. Mm-hmm. I still felt for them. Poor whales. Many much whales. Many much whales. But also just anything that's big in the ocean. I'm like, yeah. ooh, scary. It is scary. So, <laughs> oh boy. Um, and I have some facts. Unfortunately, yes. I couldn't find facts about like the special effects, mm. which is a bummer because they were pretty good. Yeah. I was excited to talk about it. And then there just weren't any. They were like, this person did it. That's it. And I was like, oh, okay, great, cool. I know precisely one fact about the shark. Yeah? The Wait, do you want to say it now? What's the color they chose for the Meg? Wait, what was the color? Well, so in theory, something that spent that long with no sunlight yeah. would be mostly albino. Yeah. Uh, and they tried a white shark and they said, that doesn't look good enough. <laughs> so they just made it like yeah. gray and old? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's how like most stuff is down there. Yeah. It's like translucent. We're going to get ocean. into blobfish when it gets to tropes. I hope you're ready. I love blobfish. I, I just love fish in general. Yeah. I have been talking about different kinds of anglerfish for like two days now. <gasps> anglerfish are so cool. Aren't they interesting? Yeah. They're bigger than people think. Oh, like football like fish. Plastic? Yeah, they're about three feet. Yeah. Like football fish are the ones that are a little smaller. And that's yeah. when people are like, oh, yeah, that's the one. But they're like. They're bigger than that. What's the one that you pull up on Animal Crossing? I knew you were going to ask. I was like, that's uh, that's a football fish. Oh, so Animal Crossing BB is small. Yeah, yeah. Because football fish, I mean, they're still pretty big, but they're the ones that I feel like people are always like, oh, that's the classic anglerfish because they're like really creepy looking. Not that anglerfish aren't all kind of creepy looking, but they're the ones that are extra like they have the translucent teeth. 
Oh. So their teeth look like glass. <gasps> They're scary little things. I'm obsessed. I love them. <laughs> I Maybe love that's them what so we'll get much. tattooed. We'll just both get Let's both get <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too, yeah. All right, hold on. I got to find my uh, Right next to my, my chicken. Facts. Anglerfish, the chicken of the sea. <laughs> I would get that written too. <laughs> chicken of the sea. Tuna who? <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> God, my notebook's a mess. For anyone that doesn't know, I've been at a film festival for two weeks. Yes. Yeah about yeah uh and my notes are just filled with like notes on the movies and all these things so i had to like search so but i'm back now and hey. we're here are you ready for some facts about the meg Wait. okay so originally it's based on a novel meg a novel of deep terror by steve alton i would like to read it I'm intrigued by what a book about the Meg would be. For a moment, I really thought that you were about to start. Like, I would like to read it, so now I will. And I thought you were going I to like, read it out loud. <laughs> Chapter one. Can you imagine that was the whole episode? Right? We don't, we just read it. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was made in 2018. It was directed by John Turtletop. I love that name I love so that much. name. It, it, oh no. Whoa. It activated a memory in me that I thought I didn't have anymore. Oh, no. It was Master of Disguise. Yeah, me too! Turtle. Turtle, turtle, We're broken! We're broken. Because as soon as I read that, I went, is that the guy from the, the Master of Disguise? Listen, that has like a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> as it should, but I want to watch it anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Master of Disguise. Things that this man, not from the Master of Disguise, has directed. Three Ninjas. Cool Runnings. While You Were Sleeping. National Treasure. Oh. Uh, a lot more. These are just the ones that I was like, I, I know these. Yeah. Like, kind of know this. Um, same with this person. So the person who I'm about to say who did cinematography. So many movies. I obviously didn't list them all, but we'll get to it. Uh, cinematography was Tom Stern. Mm-hmm. Specifically, for some reason, known for working with Clint Eastwood. Huh. Kind of a shitty guy, but okay. I only know the gorilla's song. I don't know who Clint Eastwood is. <laughs> is he a cowboy? <laughs> Yes, okay. kind of. <laughs> um, so these are the movies that he has done. Some of the movies. He's done so many more. But these are the ones that I was like, oh, I know these. Yeah. Um, so Million Dollar Baby, oh. Mystic River, Blood Work, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Ooh. Letters from Iwo Jima, The Last oh. Kiss, and The Hunger Games. Oh. A lot of movies with Clint Eastwood, some without. I mean, it's his genres were also just all over the place. Yeah. It was like horror, sci-fi, not at all. Like, lots going on. This is where I don't have information on these people. I don't know why. I looked. I didn't find much. Mm-hmm. But the screenplay specifically was written by Dean Jagaris. I don't know how to pronounce that. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm so sorry. John Hober and Eric Hober. Okay. So it was obviously co-written by all three of them. I couldn't find information on other things that they'd written. But I'm sure they have. Yeah. Especially separately. But for some reason, couldn't find it. This is where it gets kind of fun. <laughs> so the music. The music was by Harry Gregson Williams. Mm-hmm. Here are some other things that he's done. Oh boy. Metal Gear. Okay. Um, oh God. I wrote a, a word here and I'm like, it can't even read it, but it's Spy Game. Phone Booth. Man on Fire. The Chronicles of Narnia. Hmm. X-Men Origins. The Tigger movie. Listen, I thought that it was going to be like My Little Pony or something. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh God. And by worse, I mean better. Uh, yeah. Chicken Run. <gasps> chicken Run. I but love no. Chicken Run. I know you're excited, but just wait till you hear the last thing. The Shrek franchise. Ah! Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> he wrote Bad Reputation. <laughs> he wrote that. <laughs> so the person who made the music for the Meg also did Shrek. 
So we've got ourselves a big celebrity. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I read that. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whoever was making the page for this person uh-huh. knew that they had gold because that was listed last. And yep, I was like, yep. good. Yes. <laughs> and that, and those are like the facts. I also mm-hmm. have the budget though. So budget, I think when they give us two, it's supposed to be like budget for the movie and then marketing. Mm-hmm. So it was 130 to 178 million. Hmm. Big budget. A little bit. A little bit. Um, do you know how much it made? I can give you a clue. This movie was a success. No, I know. 500 million. 530.2? Yeah! You killed it! Every time I see numbers when I'm researching, I scroll past so quickly and I like put my hand up to the screen. And I'm like, I, I don't want to look. look. Yeah, no, it, Holy it shit. did really, really well. Yeah. I think, you know, big shark movie, Jason Statham. Yeah. People were very excited. Yeah. As they should be. I mean, it's. It's kind of fun. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah, to yeah, it. We'll get to it. But it did very well. Um, and so here are some, I didn't have a lot of facts. I wanted to find facts about, you know, how it was made, but unfortunately there just weren't a lot, but I have a few. So Walt Disney originally bought the film, uh, the film rights to the book in the 1990s. <laughs> so like they had been planning this for so long and then eventually it just ended up at Warner Bros. Uh, it passed a lot of different studios before that. Walt Disney was just like, we're not going to do anything with this. I Take think it. they knew that they couldn't film it while Frosted Tips were still in vogue. I think that that's <laughs> why I waited. They were like, we can't. No. They wanted Sugar Ray to do the soundtrack. And they were just like, we can't. They're busy with Scooby-Doo. Yep. So yep. there was too much. Yep. Um. So yeah. So eventually it ended up at Warner Bros. It was greenlit in 2013. I think by about 2014, they had the cast. Mm-hmm. Then they began filming in January of 2016. Oh. So like... Even when it was picked up, it's still had a pretty long process yeah. of like getting started. Um, it was filmed in New Zealand and China. Oh. Uh, and here's some some little facts. So in 2005, there were ru- uh, rumors and reports that New Line Cinema was developing the film and Guillermo del Toro was supposed to be the producer. Uh, but eventually it was canceled due to budgetary issues. Basically like their budget, I'm guessing they just like didn't have the money to continue. But guess how much the budget was that they were like, that's too much. We don't think we can work with that. <laughs> 10 million. It was about 75 million. Oh. But the budget for this one was, was double 130. That. <laughs> yeah. So clearly once it got to Warner Bros, they were like, no, no, no. We're willing to throw a lot of money. Yeah. Shit. It passed a lot of directors too. It wasn't just Guillermo del Toro possibly producing. Also Eli Roth was supposed oh. to direct. Shit. Um, but he also had like creative differences and was like, no. Also, the screenplay was written twice by two different people, uh, prominent screenwriters that I don't remember their names, but both times they would turn in their screen, the screenplay and be like, here you go. And they'd be like, no, it's not good enough, which is why it got delayed so many times. That's fascinating. So this movie has been written like three or four times and every time they were like, no. And now uh, this is the one we got. That's, that's amusing. <laughs> right? Isn't that weird? Because it doesn't seem like a movie that has the most amazing writing. It's not like... Man versus Meg isn't a hunt. It's a slaughter. <laughs> exactly. So I'm watching this and I'm like, this is the one that they were like, we're good now. Yeah. We got it. Yep. But again, this was different studios. So mm. potentially this isn't as good as those ones. It's just that the studio was like, we're fine. Yeah. They waited long enough. And that's what they wanted. And... uh. Those are my facts about the Meg. <laughs> and now I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I want to try and do better. I just want to be better. 
an underwater exploration of the deep sea uh-huh. goes awry. Yeah. And when coming back from the deep sea, they let a shark up. They do. Indeed. <laughs> that was There's beautiful. so much more that happens. No, but that, that was like one of those like teaser summaries yeah. where it's like I'm gonna give you the first 20 minutes I could have said something sinister follows them oh. but I, I fucked up I fucked up well but there's no way to undo that there's, there's no, no way, way to undo it it's in the universe I now. can't edit this out no. and make it sound really great I don't know how one would do that I do it I edit it Kate oh. did you know oh. <laughs> but I think we what do the professionals have to say Rotten Tomatoes Rotten says. Tomatoes <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes says <laughs> say about the Meg. I'm miserable. Previously I'm so sold. sorry. <laughs> what did they have to say about the Meg? Previously thought to be extinct, oh. a massive creature attacks a deep sea submersible, leaving it disabled and trapping the crew at the bottom of the Pacific. With time running out, a visionary oceanographer recruits rescue diver Jonas Taylor to save the crew and the sea itself <gasps> from an unimaginable threat. A 75-foot-long prehistoric shark known as the Megalodon. So scary! Spooky! <laughs> I will say, I hate that they really like villainized the shark who We're was just chilling. I know, I know we are. And I have so many thoughts on this because I was like, my heart is breaking. Yeah, we already and- know that this podcast is anti-dolphin and pro-shark. Oh, so, We're always anti-dolphin. We're always anti-dolphin. And as much as I'm scared of whales, we are never anti-whale. No, I love whales. I love whales. I'm terrified of them, but they're beautiful. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Oh, they're so cool. And but they yeah. don't have gills. And they don't have gills. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I'm excited to see what you did for Nerd Corner. All, all I had was that cryptic text that was like, how many shark movies will we do in the future? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, not that many. I was like, are we going to cover Jaws at some point? Because I could like go all uh, in on Jaws, but I wanted to save we'll do it. Jaws some other day. To that. Don't come for me. Jaws is boring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not disagreeing. Someone's going to yell at me. And I'm, maybe I need to give another try. But we're not talking about Jaws today. We're talking we're about not. the Meg. We are going to talk about Jaws a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Jaws a little bit. In passing. Just in passing. More about the impact it had on society. Oh, okay. I am intrigued. Yeah. All right. So when I sat down to watch this cinematic masterpiece. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> uh, this is a nice problem to have. Yeah. So like sometimes I sit down and like stare at the screen and I'm like, this was 13 Ghosts. And I'm like, what to say? 13 ghosts? More like 13 ideas that Kate had. I'm so sorry. That doesn't even deserve the air horns. Continue. No, no, it doesn't deserve it. Take them out. Stop. I'm going to bleep that. (laughs) Sad off tune. (laughs) Well, in this case. Yes. uh, I had so many ideas that I set a few aside and I got super excited about those ideas that I set aside. I love it. So I have like the research already set aside for something no. else because Perfect. there's the thing called like cli-fi movies, climate science fiction. <gasps> that, yeah, okay. And there's like this whole thread of like the way that we engage with climate change through cinema. That's so interesting. And we're only barely going to touch it this time because right. I want to save it for an actual Because I'm sure we have a bunch of other yeah. ones, so. One of the articles I read said that Crawl could be a climate Really? Change. Yeah. Interesting. I have always kind of wanted to see that actually. We watched it first time we watched Oh, it's I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Slither. Oh, <laughs> that is not even close. Crawl, a hundred percent. Yes, I am so sorry. Apex Predator. Apex Predator. <laughs> that movie we watched for a time. Watch if you weren't there, join our Patreon so you can Jesus watch these movies Christ. with us because that was wild. But 
if you don't want to do that, which you should, watch Crawl. Crawl was great. Uh, it, was, it was great. The Apex Predator. <laughs> but no, I can, I can see that 100%. Yeah. For some reason, yes, when you said Crawl, I was thinking of Slither, and I went, sure, I don't understand. They're both but like reptile-ish moves. Isn't Slither like... I don't know. You just guessed! I'm pretty I sure was it's saying like parasitic on... worms or oh, something. Well, when I hear Slither, I think snakes. And so I was like, crawl, alligators, crawl, slither, snakes, slither. So to me, I it was like, a... I can understand why you got those movies confused. I have a friend who's obsessed with the movie Slither, and I think I need to have him on to watch that with yeah. us because he talks about it so much that I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time. Maybe okay. we'll watch Slither because I don't get it, but he does. Okay, yeah. Calling him out. Planned. So I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out, not sharing his I'm name. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> nope. But it's a call out and you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are if you listen. <laughs> but yeah, okay. No, crawl. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so in this case, I set aside a few ideas for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time yeah. I wanted to dive into our cultural obsession with sharks mm-hmm. and shark media. Yeah. And on this journey, we will look at the ecological and cultural impact of Jaws Yes. Theories on our fear of sharks and some potential reasons for the longevity of our shark fixation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're people fucking love sharks. So let's start it off with a brief history of shark attacks. Let's. <laughs> Yay! Until this, I did not know this until I researched it. Mm-hmm. Until the early 1900s, there was doubt as to whether sharks could bite humans. What? <laughs> yeah, they weren't sure if it was possible. It was like debated whether shark attacks on humans were a thing that could happen. What? <laughs> in an effort to find an answer, a 1916 multimillionaire Herman Ulrichs offered a $500 reward to anyone that could provide evidence that a shark attacked a human. And because of that sweet, sweet inflation, that would equate to about $13,000 Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I get bit by a shark for that. Well. Maybe. You don't have to. They did in 1916. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm free. Thank they God. They got their answer. Yeah. <laughs> so 1916 had what they called the 12 days of terror. And it stretched from July 1st to July 12th. What the fuck? During this time in New Jersey, which was apparently the vacation spot for the wealthy, uh, there were five shark attacks, which resulted in four deaths. Oh my God. The fifth victim did survive. Uh, in most of the cases, it was really fucking gruesome where they were oh like- Oh my God. In a lot of the cases, they survived the initial attack and were like, oh my God, I'm dying. And then they died. Oh So like shit. people did find them and they were like lucid and then they succumbed to their wounds. It's so interesting because sharks are not that, they're not as bad as people think. So no. I'm so surprised. We'll that... get into that. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, and you know, in advance, pro shark. Pro shark, just yeah. so everyone knows. We're yeah. very pro shark. Mm-hmm. So the fifth attack victim did survive, but mm-hmm. was wounded. These cases, of course, attracted lots of media attention. Did that fifth victim get $13,000? I wish they did. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, pay me. <laughs> pay me. I did it. <laughs> The proof. Uh, because New Jersey was like the vacationing spot yeah. of the wealthy, it drew even more attention. For sure. Yeah. And humans were like, oh, yes, new fear activated. Because they didn't think that it was a fear that they right. had to have. Well, they didn't know it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to this, there was this general fear of, I don't know what's swimming beneath me. It could be dangerous. And news of shark attacks ratcheted that up to, these swimming creatures can definitely kill me. It's the fucking... <laughs> My brother, my brother, be shark, glass shark. <laughs> my fear went from, oh man, there might be a shark to, oh fuck, there, there is, is a, a shark, shark in here. <laughs> There's one I thing about glass can't. shark, you gotta know. You gotta know. There's one thing about New Jersey, you gotta, gotta know. know. <laughs> we 
forgot. I hope we don't have to pay them for using that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> get it out, get it out. <sighs> so, as we know, it's not incorrect. Like, sharks can kill you. They're yeah. just not likely to. No. We'll get to that in more detail oh, later. But back to Jersey. So, the shark attacks moved in a mostly, like, single direction, south to north. Right. Which suggested it was one animal responsible for the incidents. Interesting. And if you want an indicator of just how skeptical people were at the time, after the first two attacks, at least one local newspaper attributed the attacks to sea turtles. (laughs) I thought you were going to vomit out of surprise. I'm so sorry. I just... I I had to get away from the mic in case I scream. I... (laughs) Hold on. They have the smallest mouths. Like they thought even, it was a lot of sea turtles. Even a large sea turtle. What? <laughs> One sea turtle per tooth. Yeah. This was clearly inaccurate. There, yeah, there's so many animals, and that. Okay, it's fine. I'm yep. not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking just make fun of these people. But from a century ago, they can take it. <laughs> turtle. Turtles! Even sea turtles! Even sea turtles! Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all the newspapers, at least one local newspaper was like, ah, oh, yes, the turtles there strike was again. one guy who just met a turtle that bit him once, and he was like, fuck those things. <laughs> For anyone that watches Critical Role, when Ford gets cornered by a turtle and he is like one hit point away from fucking dying, he's like, ah! Shit. Anyway. Maybe turtles are a threat. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe turtles are dangerous. I got bit by a turtle once. Snapping turtles aren't to be fucked around with. Remind me sometime to tell you this, the, the, the wild story of Timmy the turtle. Well, should I just tell you the story of yep. Timmy the turtle? My dad had a turtle named Timmy that he kept in this little fountain mm-hmm. outside in the backyard. Timmy had been there for like a month or two. Yeah. Loved Timmy. And I was like, yeah, Timmy's cute, whatever. And I was feeding him like little mealworms. Timmy and I were tight. And then like the second to last day that I was visiting, I went to go feed Timmy a mealworm and he jumped out and he bit my finger. And no big deal. I like got him off. I swung him a little bit and he went back in the water. And I was like, Timmy, what the hell? Timmy was chill, I thought. Next day, Timmy's gone. <laughs> no explanation. He got a taste for blood and he went he looking for He got a taste more. for blood and left. Like they've had him for like two, three months. And this turtle had never gotten out before. Every day they would go. Timmy was there. He was there for months. He couldn't get out. Like we had watched this turtle live in this thing and he had never gotten out. I... He bites me once. This turtle's gone. He needed the blood sacrifice for strength. <laughs> I'm terrified what I did to this turtle. I don't know what strength I gave him. I don't know where he is now. But Timmy the turtle is loose. And what I'm saying is Look beware. Out. <laughs> Look out. Who Look knows how out. big he is now? Oh, God. He was already a pretty He's large a turtle. Super gator. This was a Florida turtle, guys. Oh. This turtle's from Florida. Oh. So, like, I can see the headlines now. Florida turtle. Florida turtle. <laughs> Causes murders. Florida turtle has a taste for blood. I don't know what I did, but that turtle escaped and I've never felt okay about it. I think about it a I lot. I always look over my shoulder when I'm out in I'm public. always like, Timmy. Like, I don't want Timmy to get me, but I don't want Timmy to get other people either. Yeah. You feel responsible I in feel a way. responsible. Yeah. For the power and that is now in the world. That's the story of Timmy the turtle. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what I did or what part I played in this. But I'm just guilty, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, lawyers, she did not admit I to anything. I didn't do it. I didn't no. let him out. I don't think I let him out. Accessory. Do you think murder. he possessed me when he bit me? 
Do you think part of Timmy yeah. is within me forever and I'm Timmy and that's why he's gone? That would explain a lot of things. That's why I eat lettuce in the middle of the night and I just mm-hmm. like chomp it. Do you think that's what it is? I mean, it would I thought that's what people did. Like, the reflecting pool. And that is why I do yeah. like just sunbathe on a rock and then just lay yeah. in the water. I thought that was just what everyone did. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I'm part turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I am Timmy. Timmy is me. I am Timmy. Timmy is me. <laughs> Whatever. That's the story of Timmy. And I'm glad everybody got to know. <laughs> so in 1916, turtles yes. did not kill people. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> or at least they didn't kill these people. I don't know what they did, but they didn't kill them. Nope. Timmy was yet to be born. Yes. No. So we know that there wasn't a bloodthirsty turtle on the loose in 1916. No. Because I wasn't born. And I hadn't set yep. him free yet. So. Yep. Your blood had not yet acted. I'm free of sin. Yeah. Until now. Until now. (laughs) Because everyone knows. Wow. So if we're going back to the sharks. Yeah. Yeah. So the first two attacks were on the coastline. And Mm -hmm. then three were on the path from Matawan Creek back to the sea. So basically the sharks started going into the creek. Yeah. I was like. Realized the water was getting shallower and said, never mind. And turned around. I was like, oh, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is not what I thought it would be. One star. (laughs) He left a review. There. I would give it zero stars if I could. Zero stars. If I could. If I could. So some folks pointed out that a creek would indicate a bull shark. Mm -hmm. As they're the only ones that regularly swam in fresh water and didn't like just stick to salt water. Right. However, the creek was not a freshwater stream, but a large tidal creek. Oh. So it was salt water. Right. And the attacks were at high tide and on a full moon. And I know what you're thinking. Where shark? Where shark? It is what I was thinking. Yeah. But sadly, <laughs> this just means the tide was as high as possible right. and had hella salinity. Oh, so, shit. So, I mean, I can't say it wasn't where shark, but... Le- legally, we can't say that. Legally, we can't. The lawyers but have said we can't say where shark. He's right there nodding at me and he's going... He's like, don't, don't, don't. Shh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Gerald? He also said not to mention Timmy, but I did not see him until it was too late. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Gerald. Anyway. Sure, good. <laughs> <laughs> the extent and severity of the injuries to the victims were another clue. Yeah. The, the perpetrator was not a bull shark or a turtle. Uh, there was also the fact that a great white shark was caught, and when they checked out its stomach contents, they did find human remains. Oh. For these reasons, George Burgess, this is a long fucking explanation of who this human is, but they deserve this. it. Okay. Shark researcher and director of the Florida Program for Shark Research and International Shark Attack filed the Florida Museum of Natural History on the University of Florida campus. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. He believes the culprit was a great white shark. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this all happened in 1916. Yeah. And it sparked a whole slew of shark anxiety. I'm sure. <laughs> the context from a Nat Geo article helps understand why this was so shocking and impactful. So here is a direct quote. Mm-hmm. The New Jersey shark attack sent a message to people of the United States. They said the ocean is still wild. Ocean swimming was a relatively new form of entertainment in 1916. When Americans embraced it, they took their first step into the world of sharks. The culture shock was natural, says Burgess. It was a unique situation then, but clearly it doesn't matter where it occurs and when, Burgess says. Whenever a community encounters a number of incidents in a short period of time, the community reacts more or less the same. The usual order of things is usually fear, followed by denial, followed by revenge, and then followed by some rational or scientific approach to the problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was accurate. Uh, yeah. Sharks became known as man-eaters. Yeah. Shark patrols were started along the coast, and a massive hunt for sharks began. Oh my god. Yeah, so not great for the population, especially no. considering how infrequently sharks procreate. Right. And how long it takes to raise their young. Mm-hmm. So this really, really kick-started our fear of sharks. Oh, I bet. 
And then a 1974 novel and 1975 film adaptation of that novel brought it back to the forefront. Of course, that movie is Jaws, directed by Spielberg. Jaws. And in case we cover Jaws at some point, I'm not going to go into detail on the production or anything there. Right. I'll instead focus on the fallout from that film. Right. So in the movie, the vacationers in a summer resort town are hunted by an abnormally large shark. Mm -hmm. The first attack is written off as a boating accident, but when a child is killed in full view of the beach, it's harder to deny Fishers later capture a tiger shark, and the mayor announces the beach is safe again. <laughs> Obviously, it was not, and more deaths ensue. So safe. And then we get the classic shark hunt arc. Right. So the fallout of this film for our Finn friends was <sighs> immense. I can only imagine. Burgess said it was like a massive wave of testosterone swept up and down the East Coast. And I paused when I read that, so I'll just <laughs> allow the article to explain for me. Yeah. Quote, fishermen wanted to prove how brave they were. And with the ease of either taking a small boat into the water or simply fishing from shore, catching sharks as large as 500 pounds was possible with a sizable rod and reel. In addition to people fishing on their own, Bridges said, sponsored fishing tournaments began that initiated organized shark fishing for prizes. No. That was just the immediate aftermath right. in terms of fear-induced hunts. There was also the shark fin market for like shark fin Oh, yeah. Uh, that also impacted shark populations. Mm-hmm. So Burgess summarized it as such. The beginning of the end was Jaws. The end of the end was commercial fishing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So in humans, there was increased attention to shark phobias and potentially a case of cinematic neurosis. Uh, But that's a story for another time when we cover The Exorcist. Hey! (laughs) Can't wait. The Exorcist doesn't have sharks, in case you're wondering. But cinematic neurosis is connected to that, potentially. So Jaws was iconic, and it built upon an existing fear of sharks. But why are sharks so scary for us when the numbers are really in our favor? So the odds of being killed by a shark for the typical person who isn't out there poking them with sharp objects is one in 3.7 million. Yes. Like it's so rare. That's your likelihood of being killed by a shark. You are more likely to be struck by lightning than (laughs) be killed by a shark. For lightning, the odds are one in 500,000. Holy shit. Now you may be thinking lightning can't be everywhere, but sharks are only in the ocean for now. Don't even fret. The number I shared earlier is actually taking into account people who live within 100 miles of a coast. For landlocked (sighs) citizens, it's more like one in seven million. Oh my god. In 2021, there were nine fatal shark attacks in the entire world. Oh my god. The whole world. (laughs) The whole world. Billions of people. (laughs) Yeah. So this is all to say, sharks are powerful creatures, but very unlikely to kill you. And they actually do separate out, like, if you go to, like, shark attack... Uh, indexes. Yeah. You can see it listed into provoked and unprovoked. <laughs> and it's much more likely to die when you provoke a shark. Yeah. But like, unprovoked shark attacks, very, very, very unlikely. They're relatively chill animals. Yes. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So most people know this. Like, most people know right. logically the odds are in your favor. So why are we so afraid when we know it's so unlikely to die via shark attack? Well, some folks point out that our general fear of the ocean extends to sharks. Mm -hmm. Like, we're scared of the ocean, sharks in ocean, fear of sharks. Yeah. It's like in A equals B, so B equals C, so A A equals C. Yeah. (laughs) That was the wrong way of phrasing it, but But I got it. We got the spirit. I'm really good at math. (laughs) So there's this vast world that is unexplored and in some cases unexplorable because of the depths that we have to go in humans. The ocean is Dude. I almost covered Sea Lab this episode, but we're fucking saving that yeah. for any underwater exploration. Save it, save it, save it. Yeah. I'm, I, 
I could talk for forever. About I could talk for a long time about just the ocean in general. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> At the same time as the space me. race, we had people under the sea yes. doing the same thing, aquanauts. But they're not as popular as astronauts. No, people Asses. just want to know what's in space. <laughs> see Pluto. I'm not mad. I love space. I do too. But the ocean's wild. The ocean is wild. So unexplored, in some cases unexplorable. Yeah. It's dangerous and mysterious. And let's just add in a creature that can kill us. Why not? We fear the unknown, the unseen, and the inescapable. And sharks seem to encompass that. We're just swimming across the water and are going to below by a jaw full of teeth. Yeah. It can go past more of the primal fear of the unknown and unimaginable, however. We have royally fucked up our environment, both on land and underwater. Mm. And as it gets worse, weather events grow more severe. Oh, God. More animals are displaced and come into contact with humans more frequently. Right. So, one article by Caitlin Kennedy said it's not about the sharks themselves. Yeah. Quote, sharks are just a symbol for the real threat, that the ocean is capable of exacting revenge on abuse of humanity. After all, 40% of our world's oceans are in jeopardy because of human activity. Yeah. Overfishing, pollution, and rising ocean temperatures leading to the death of coral reef ecosystems. Scary stuff when you realize that all life on Earth relies on the ocean. <gasps> There's an argument to be made here about how industrialization and commercial development will ultimately impact nature, what the potential consequences of that disturbance will be, and how much we really have to fear. As I mentioned previously, the shark genre contains many examples of man's exploitation of nature and the swift and gray retribution on those who abuse Mother Nature. That was all a Caitlin Kennedy quote. Not yeah. my words. So this is where I want to connect it to the Meg. Yeah. <laughs> because the Meg isn't about a basic shark. No. It's about a prehistoric shark. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm not just a mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> so this was a prehistoric shark that was content to stay hidden in the bit of the ocean that we hadn't gotten right. to until humans sent subs down and opened a door. The movie is not subtle when it comes to human interference and profit motives. Rain Wilson's character is the billionaire who is laughably obvious about his focus on financials. So aggressively obvious. I love it, though. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here for it. Dr. Zhang has several lines about humans interfering with nature, and Mm -hmm. at some point, basically every character has, like, a line or moment where it, like, speaks to the tension between capitalism and the natural world. Right. Like, oh, humans doing what they do again, ruining everything, you know? Right. So what are we exploring here? The Meg was created to make money. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Meg was created to make right. money. It's not yeah. like this searing indictment of capitalism. No. <laughs> no. But I think our engagement with shark media is worth taking a look at. Mm-hmm. So sharks have gone through like a range of depictions. So the portrayal of Jaws was like dangerous man-eaters, clearly very popular. And then it became lucrative mm-hmm. to create more thriller and shark-based media. Right. And then we had Shark Week. Shark Week. Which was week. initially started to create awareness around like the dangers two sharks yeah. from humans. Right. And like the way that we're impacted. It was about shark conservation. Yeah. And it was all factual. And then it started like, they started adding in mockumentaries. Yeah. And like movies and stuff. And so Shark Week is less about like actual documentaries. It's like Buck Wild now. Yeah. yeah. So getting into the 2000s, we started to see a shift from the sincere shark-based horror to parody with yeah. films like Sharknado. So there's also discussion to be had covering that like narrative journey. But... I'm wondering, like, are we at a point of climate nihilism where it's like, well, this might as well happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Where we walk the path we've been down for centuries yeah. and point at ourselves and say, foolish doomed humans, making the same mistakes and expecting different results. <laughs> and so then you're like, we might as well put in a shark tornado. Might as well. So 
I think it's just really interesting to see the ways that we've like engaged with sharks continuing, like not continuing from, but like in the context of suddenly discovering within the last century, yeah. oh, they can kill us. <laughs> and then creating, oh, they will kill us and right. they'll do it so gleefully. And they're around every corner. <laughs> and then we go from sharks being like actual fearful thing to <laughs> what if we had like a Midwestern thing happen? <laughs> So anyway, I think it's really interesting if we just kind of like look at the Meg and say there are definitely like climate critiques in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're like sincere climate critiques. Not necessarily. But they are there. And they the way there. that we have shark media is inherently connected to climate anxiety. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense too. Because like the whole point of the shark being able to get to where they are is because they warmed up yep. the layer of water mm-hmm. that because that's the thing like there are layers of water that are colder as you go down duh because the sun can't reach there mm-hmm. and if you warm those layers up things can get up but like yeah they, i mean obviously the science is not necessarily there i'm not gonna say that like this movie is scientifically accurate in any way whatsoever but it is true that no. yeah like I have they fucked shit up. <laughs> so many tropes that I'm okay spoiling a few now. One yeah. of them is like dug too deep. And it's yeah. usually like you mined where you shouldn't have mined and you woke something up. That's it. We dove too deep. <laughs> they dove too deep. And like, I mean, obviously the science isn't there because if the shark can survive in the super cold water, if it came up to water that was not that cold, it would not survive or it would have not been well. Yeah, so we're like, going to get to that with blobfish. Okay, good. <laughs> I have like, a whole thing about it. Because that I I know the thing about blobfish is like, that is not how they look. It's we'll get to it. Look. Yeah. But as I was watching this, I was like, I understand what they're doing of being like, we fucked up and now look, we fucked things up and now we've brought something terrifying up. Mm-hmm. And that is terrifying. Is it accurate? No. You know but what is it interesting? Yes. You know what would have been genuinely chilling, but difficult to capture in a film? Yeah. Uh, if... The shark got through the thermocline or whatever the fuck it was. Right. And then just like decimated the ecosystem in the layer above it. Like only one oh, layer God, up. Yeah. Because then that would be a slow death for everything. Oh, God. Because like it takes years to see that type of just, just degradation of an terrifying. ecosystem. That would be, that's scary. Because that's a genuine thing. Like that happened. Obviously, it's happening. Like, right. Like just not with water gets lens. colder. Things are getting fucked up. Earth warms up. Layers get not as cold. Like it's... <sighs> I just love the ocean and it's terrifying. Yeah. And when I saw that they were doing that with the layers of cold, I was like, very interesting. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's like just close to being like, could maybe, but no. <laughs> um, but also from a scientific standpoint, this movie does break my heart because he says it so many times when he's like, Oh, we did exactly like what, what humans do. We find, explore and then destroy. Yep. And I'm like, I just, can you imagine finding something that has been talked about for years and years and years and then you just stab it in the eye? I, (laughs) my heart like breaks. They just let it sink and get eaten by sharks. And I'm like, that is one of the most amazing scientific discoveries you could ever find. And they're just like, "Mm." and I get it. I get it. They're trying to protect everybody. But it hurt my little heart. Oh yeah. It's heartbreaking. I do like this movie though. (laughs) So that's society. We can talk horror. So that's society. (laughs) And, And it, I obviously, I picked up on a lot of it, but I was like, I'm excited to hear Kate talk about it. Um, for horror, mm-hmm. I have I have some some interesting thoughts. I mean, I think that I'm coming at this a little biased because I am scared of like the ocean. For fun fact, I, I probably mentioned it before, but like I went to school originally for like marine biology. That's what I wanted to do. And then switched to studio art. So like, 
I have at least a tiny bit of some knowledge of like the ocean. So I was watching this like, hell yes. But I'm also terrified, which is one of the reasons I didn't do it is because I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared of like big creatures and then oh god i can't even pronounce it but the the um fear of like man-made things like deep in water where it shouldn't be oh um because like thessalophobia is sharks there is another phobia of just deep like caverns there's the fear of like basically just large objects in water that are like submerged and like it, it just like necessarily shouldn't be there i'm googling it yeah, I'm curious what it's called because I know it's a thing. I just can't remember. Said mechanophobia. Yes. Okay. So that always yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. So like any kind of like underwater base, I was already <laughs> like. <laughs> we talked about this when it came to like ghost ship. Yes. And like, yeah. Yeah. I, just <laughs> things that like are underwater that necessarily shouldn't be is very scary. But yeah. also just like the mix of that with things that should be underwater but can destroy you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was like. A very, uh, this was a good double whammy for me of being a little scared. So I was already ready to maybe like this more than the average person because I was like, oh, it's going to scare me. So if this movie doesn't scare you, that's probably fair. It's not like, <laughs> it's not that scary. I have a friend who's obsessed with sharks and she was like, this movie's boring. And I was like, okay, fair. But I watched it and I was like, I was enthralled like the whole time. And it's because I was scared yeah. the whole time. Um... I will say also, I'm going to say it now just to get it out of the way. <laughs> this movie took place underwater, correct? In the base. Mm-hmm. And the movie Ghost Ship took place, what, halfway above water, sort yeah. of underwater? Yeah. Not once did we see that fucking effect of the lights. <laughs> I looked for it. I watched this whole movie and I'm like, where is it? Where is it? If this was going to happen, this is the movie that it would possibly have happened because you are genuinely underwater. Lights are everywhere. You've got fluorescent lights. You've got man-made lights, not man-made lights. You've got a little bit of the sunlight. Nothing. So I was like, go ship. What's up? (laughs) You're telling me it was in every single room? (laughs) I know this is a very niche joke that someone has to have listened to the previous episode, like the two previous episodes to get. But just listen to it. And I've decided in my heart what the reason is for that lighting and ghost ships. Fun? What? It's the ghost just It's the ghost just <laughs> jazzing being like, Woo! <laughs> Honestly, I like it now. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, I like it. Yeah. And it didn't even like bother me. I was just watching this <laughs> laughing because I'm like, they're fully submerged underwater. This is a base underwater. And it's a glass dome. Yeah. Still no like effect. It's so like I a was glass like, gerbil tube, basically. See? See? Yeah. <laughs> it's not everywhere. But it's fine. <laughs> and I've got that out. And I feel much better now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you look well. I feel well. I feel good. I feel Timmy. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I actually did enjoy the the lighting and the like uh, cinematography of this mm-hmm. one more than I anticipated because I was expecting uh it's Jason Statham. I was expecting like an action movie that I would be bored because I don't love action movies that much. I think they all kind of look the same unless you do something really different. Yeah. And if you sorry, my earrings just like falling out. Unless you just do something really different, which mm-hmm. this one kind of did. It was um. They used negative space a lot in this movie, yeah, they did. which like fair. I mean, 
you kind of have to when you have a movie taking place in the ocean and there's just nothing around. That's yeah. kind of the fear of the ocean is that there's nothing. And you can't except see for, most of it. Exactly. There's nothing except for the things you can't see and you don't know. So, you know, negative space, I think, is going to play a really important part. But I love that they don't start out that way. Like, it starts out on such a busy ship. There's stuff everywhere. You've got a busy submarine at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Buttons everywhere. It's chaotic as hell. Then you get to this base. Lots of buttons, lots of people, lots of things. Then you get to the underwater scene where they push through that cloud. It is so busy. It is a bustling ecosystem. That's mm-hmm. the whole point is to show you, like, look at all the things we don't know about. But then immediately, once they get past that cloud, the shark has made it up. It's just nothing. (laughs) So it's like they kind of not lull you into false sense of security because I don't feel safe being in a busy ecosystem I don't understand any more than I feel (laughs) safe with nothingness. But it's just like you think you're watching one thing and then all of a sudden it's like they really shifted and all of a sudden you have new things to fear. So it's just really good. I don't know. It's probably looking, I'm giving the Meg probably too much credit, (laughs) but that's how it feels. It feels like they're showing you so many busy things that they're like, you don't even know where to look. Where's the shark coming from? And then once you're pushing past this ecosystem and you're in an ecosystem where like people and the shark are in one place, there's just nothing but the shark. So it's like your fear is the shark. Yeah. Whereas before it was unknown with so many things to look at. So it's like they give you two different things to be scared of. Yeah. Even though it is the same thing. It's like you don't know that until it's there. And it was just interesting to me. (laughs) So maybe I'm being too nice, but I enjoyed it because of that. I was like, oh. I see what you did. All right. You got me. You got me twice. I see. <laughs> it was kind of scary. You scamp. But there's a lot of really good shots where it's just blue and nothing else. Mm. And it's like very deadpan. And it's very just, here comes the shark. Like, <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. That thing's so big. <laughs> Kate, it's too big. It's large. It's large. <laughs> and the whales too. I mean, I'm scared of whales. So like, I love that they show you the whales multiple times to be like, oh, look at this giant creature. And then they're this like, it's not even. Creature. Exactly. And then they're like, it can bite a, a shark in half or it can bite the whale in half. And I'm like, it's fucked up. Like, Don't worry, we'll show you with a child whale. I know. I was like, but you know that that's the child shark doing that? Mm. It's fucked up. It, oh. It was just more interesting than I anticipated. So I think that I'm liking this movie more just because I was waiting for hot garbage, to be honest. Yeah. I was picturing any normal action movie and I was like, I don't give a shit. The first time I saw this movie was at a movie theater. Yeah. And we like, it was me and my friends. We all had beer and like, we were just shit talking with each other the whole time. Oh, hell yeah. Because I enjoy this movie. Like, I'm not saying, oh my God, it's the worst, but just like having someone to say snide things to while you watch this movie. It just makes it fun. It elevates it. Yeah, it does. It 100% does. And like, even though I'm like giving this movie a lot of compliments right now, it's still garbage. Like it's, it's, it's like recycling. I'm not going to say it's garbage, but this is like a nice, respectable trash. And I think the movie knows it. I think the movie is like, yeah, we're just out here to make a good action film, which is why like Rain Wilson's character is such a caricature of like a billionaire because they're like, yeah, we know it's fine. Like we know what we're doing. Yeah. 
every trope is so obvious. Every mm-hmm. line that is a trope is said with very much like, I know, yep. I'm aware. Like when he was like, I have to fight this alone. And he's like signing off. And then he takes off his little headset. And I'm like, yeah, he knows. And he's not going to die. Like <laughs> the opener where it's like, oh, we have to find the former Sorry. badass where he's on a beach drinking alcohol. Oh my God. Like, that is everything. It is every everything. single movie where it's retired badass. Exactly. And he's on a tropical land. Like, it is like the every single fucking trope. It's everything you want to. Yeah. And like, I love that they started out with the sub and him yeah. saving people. And like, technically the Meg is, per- I think, what caused yeah. like this accident. But it's never really said until like way later. And it's never really said for sure. It's more just like, there's something down there. I just had a question. Yeah. Sorry. It like just hit me now. This. I'm sorry that I cut you off. <laughs> no, what? Well, the Meg had to be beneath the thermocline, mm-hmm. and they weren't sure that it was possible to go down there until Mana One did it. Right. So, how did Statham get attacked by the Meg before that? Yeah, I don't necessarily know. Um, <laughs> I kind of wondered that too, and I was just like, I'm gonna let this slide. It literally just occurred to me. My theory is is that they were probably in the level before it, uh, or they like actually went beneath it but and they didn't, didn't even realize, realize it. Because yeah. if you are in a sub, I mean, I'm feeling like it's probably and they weren't a rescue to... mission. They probably weren't focused on like, look at these clouds, right? Okay. And I mean, also, I don't know if they ever really show the outside of the sub too much, mm-hmm. so like, it's hard to say where they were. Okay, but I accept this now. Thank my you. My <laughs> theory is that they, the Meg can probably travel more than we think or something like that. Like, like the thermocline was a hard barrier for it, but yes. I think they probably accidentally went beneath Something. It okay. had to have okay. been. And if it wasn't, we'll just breeze past it. It's okay. Movie magic. <laughs> Movie magic. If that's the only inconsistency science-wise, it's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, originally I thought that the thermocline was, uh, sulfuric lakes at first. Cause I, I, I must've like zoned out completely when I saw the beginning and I was like, oh, they're pushing through a cloud. Sulfuric lake. Cause there are rivers Mm, and lakes underneath the ocean, which are so so scary and it's so cool. Um, and it's not just sulfuric lakes. I mean, some rivers are caused by just sediment, but still, it was just really interesting because at first I was like, oh, that's so spooky. How does it survive? But then they were like, oh, it's just cold. I was like, okay, well, yeah, that would make sense because things that go into sulfuric lakes underneath the water do not survive. So fair. 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 But um, yeah, I don't know. This movie just touched on a lot of things that I'm scared of. So I was like, eh, scary to me. Like yeah. somebody else might think it's super cheesy. And that is very fair. I will never tell people they're not right because it is. It's cheesy. <laughs> when we were having the patrons vote on this, yes. people were like, we need feral energy. <laughs> and this is it. Yeah. This is 100% just buck wild feral energy. Everything about it. And it's got the humor too. There's like humor thrown in and it's funny genuinely. There was like a few moments where I was like, oh, they got me. I guffawed. Like I laughed. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's also so scary. There's some shots where I was watching it and I was like, what movie is this? That's so pretty. Like, I was so upset. I was like, why is that so good? Yeah. There's some really good shots of the water that I was like, shit, that just looks great. When he's swimming and the camera like angles slowly upward to show him from above, like a bird's yeah. eye view, I was like, that's really cool. There's some though. really cool camera movements in this. There really were. Yeah. I have it in my notes, but I was like scrolling through and I was like, there's no way to find. Yeah, my I know. Notes, my notes. I can't find the camera thing. <laughs> I where know. Like, out of seven pages, I once mentioned something where I was like, oh, I want to bring this up. <laughs> I'm trying to give the patrons what they want. And I took very few notes and I'm just going off of vibes alone here. And just saying that like, 
I thought the movie was pretty good. I do like the lighting. I mean, when they're on the boat, underwater, whatever, it's very green and blue. Duh, it's the ocean. But it, it it's cool. I do like that when they're on the um, uh, the base, like mm-hmm. underwater, it's uh, it's very man-made, like fluorescent yeah. kind of lighting, but still almost pretty just yeah. because of the way the ocean makes it. Yeah. That felt really uh, real because it's like... The lighting itself is super sterile and boring, but you're using what the ocean would do to that light to make it pretty. Yeah. Instead of like ghost ship where they were like, look at the effects. And it's like, no, they're just using what the environment would naturally do to light to make it interesting. Yeah. Which is cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. I found one of my notes oh, on yes. like a scene that I liked. Hell yeah. And it was when they're uh, lowering Suyin in the shark cage. Yes. And the column is descending as the bubbles are rising. Yeah. And that's just like how science works. But to me, it was this moment of nature is going up. Yeah. You are choosing to go down and that is not the safe direction. <sighs> and so it's not like the bubbles, no danger. Right. No, that's not like, but it was just like such this juxtaposition of mm-hmm. two different directions. And I it's like this something. Shot. Something that is so clearly human made. Yeah. And a human going down. And nature's like, bitch, get out the way. It's such a good shot too. That's another shot that has the negative space where it's like, even using the the shark cage that are like, what we know is a shark cage is like a cage. Yeah. But this is supposed to be that like nice, whatever, but it's also glass. So it looks like she is just like alone in this ocean. And it's so upsetting to see someone so small in such a big space and then this shark when it's in its mouth and everything and it's swallowing it it just is so weird because it's like it's like it's not touching her she's yeah. fine sort of but like she's not it it added another level of yeah. like fear of being like it's not hurting her but like it's, she is in danger but look how big it is yeah. look what it's doing to this thing and oh my god because like originally your thought is oh my god it is gonna break it Because they keep talking about... It's not breakable. It's not breakable. They can't puncture this glass. You're right. It can't puncture the glass. It's going to swallow it it whole. I loved that moment. The shark was trying to like dry swallow a horse bill. It was like... (laughs) And I was like, baby, take a gulp. He was like, tilt your head back. Tilt Tilt your head head back. back. He was too. He was like... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, poor baby. It's like they'd have been there. (laughs) Baby Meg was not having it. (laughs) Mommy made a mistake. (sighs) Mommy made a mistake. But it was such a good moment because, like, they they set you up for this, like, yeah. it's going to break. It's going to break. It doesn't break. It literally is, like, even, even the shark is, like, fine, if it won't break, I will swallow this uh-huh. bitch in one gulp. Yeah. And you're, like, that's worse somehow. Uh-huh. Because part of you is, like, that's going to kill the shark, but also you're going to lose her. And-, and she'll die slower. Much, much slower. Uh, uh, I don't know about, like, shark acid. Shark acid. Stomach acid and sharks. You <laughs> said shark ass. And I was, like... I don't know either, actually. <laughs> I guess a cloaca. No. <laughs> I don't know how a shark's ass works, but I'm willing to learn. Um, yeah, that that was one of my favorite moments. I just because one, the cinematography of her being alone and like it being so dark because yeah. that is, I mean, it is like that. Like it's so dark yeah. and blue and like disorienting in the ocean. It's like being in a void. Like yeah. it's it's so scary. That was one of my like critiques was that none of them are cold enough when they're in the water. Yes, because that is like, one it's thing. It's fucking cold. In it the doesn't matter of the ocean. where you are; the ocean's cold. Yeah, like, even like on the beach where the sun gets to the shallows, still it's still cold. cold. Especially because like the sun's not reaching. The further down you go, that's the whole yeah. point of the like levels of the ocean and is so that like, like sun's in, not going there. <laughs> they're like out there. 
there is no way that they are not teeth chattering. Like, yes. <laughs> I was like, y'all are too chill about this. It you're not chill. You're not chilling yeah. enough about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's most of my notes on horror. It's just that like it does a good job of making you feel very alone, even though there are so many people fighting the shark. It's like one person is in the water yeah. and you're you're terrified. Yeah. But also it's pretty funny. Like with the dog, I laughed so hard with the little dog is Pippin. like paddling around, right? And then it shows the shark and you're like, that dog's a goner. And you forget because you're like, of course a dog gets eaten, the shark movie, whatever. Yeah. And then later it's just like, boop, 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 boop. there it is swimming along. And you're like, oh my God, this tiny dog made it. It didn't play a part. It wasn't anything. It was just a stupid joke, but it was so good. <laughs> there are a few like comedy moments that I was like I know what you're doing and I still think it's and funny. I still think it's good I knew what they were doing but I was like all right it's funny like <laughs> I have one of those later in tropes for being oh really switch. yeah good yeah I love it I but have, oh god I have a shark question yeah hammerheads yeah are they also like deep water sharks I like to me hammerheads were like shallows but um, I actually don't know shit about sharks huh I actually don't think that they are I could be so wrong, but I don't think they are deep water necessarily. Okay. I think they're kind of like a middle ground type thing. I was just wondering. Group of sharks. I think they can come up a little into some shallower waters. I'm pretty sure. Because like all the pictures that I've seen of hammerhead sharks are like in shallow water. I'm pretty sure that they can get into more shallower water than some other sharks. So I didn't know like what area of the ocean, if they were more coastal or if they were like middle of the ocean, you know? Mm, I guess it's coastal, but I could be so wrong. I don't know why. I'm just assuming. So found in temperate and tropical waters far offshore and near shorelines. Okay. So both. Okay. Interesting. That's where I was confused because I had a moment in my notes, like a solid half page where I was just like, Oh, huh. because like when, when she goes it shows down it in the cage, them. they show, no, like when she's going down oh, in the cage, you're right. they show like four sharks. Yeah. And there's just like one hammerhead in there. And I was like, did Not you just impossible. like salt bay a hammerhead in? Because like, get like, in there. Get in there. For some variety. <laughs> they got to show them. They got, it would have been so funny if they just threw in like one whale shark who like really doesn't even bother you and they were just like bah with its giant mouth mom can you pick me up mom i'm not with these other people i don't want to be here whale sharks are hilarious have you ever seen their mouths just wide open no oh it just look at it it's nothingness it's like a gaping void of just that's your whole body huh it's hilarious whale shark Whale shark. Oh, you see it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothingness. I'm sorry, I have to not. <laughs> it's it's hilarious to me because like at oh. first their mouths are kind of flat, it's like, it's and then they're just like, <laughs> and it's like, what are what is happening here? It's like a mix between Kirby and Birdo. Yes, they are hilarious. <laughs> they just come oh. right in. They really do too. They oh. they just it. <sighs> whale sharks are hilarious. <laughs> I love fish. I don't know that many facts about them. I just know I love them. I I can't. <laughs> but yeah, I. When they show all the different sharks, like, eating them, I didn't even pay attention. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, who's here? It doesn't matter. <laughs> of course they're all here. I would have loved to just see another megalodon just, yeah. bah, bah, like, eating it. <laughs> it's like, like, I came up to the thermocline, but no one's looking at me. <laughs> right? They're like, I'm chilling. <laughs> I would have, I loved the one with a shark coming out of its mouth. Mm. Another way to be like, look how big, but also look how dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was a good moment. Oh, fuck. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. mostly how I felt. I, It's just all all vibes here with this one. <laughs> I was going through my notes. Yes. And I found 
something that I connected back to Ghost Ship, as most things in my heart now do. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> they need to watch their wires. Rule one of shark hunting, watch your fucking wires. <laughs> How many times does someone get knocked off the fucking boat oh, or nearly decapitated they... because of a taut wire? I kept watching those wires and I was like, we're about to have a real ghost ship moment on our hands. But instead it would just like push them in and I'd be like, stop, watch it. I do like that though. I love that the whole crane falls in and they're like, that's going to pull her down, which is such an interesting dilemma because like only a dilemma that could be caused by something like this. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's cool. You gave uh, an issue that when would this ever happen? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I was just like, come on, guys, don't <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> and then I discovered that rule two is to stay near the middle of the boat. Stay in the middle Why of the boat. Why are you at the edge of the boat? Why are you at the edge? Why you would you be there? There's a shark. There's a shark. Not there just are, a shark. There are wires. There's a, giant There's a shark. Stay near the middle of the boat and watch your fucking When they were all goofing around when they caught the other one, I was like, I would be on edge until we got back to shore. I'd be like, I'm not going anywhere near the water. Yeah. Don't fuck. I don't care if it's just a little. I'm not. No. Uh. Uh-uh. There is no guarantee that this isn't like a Dracu shark the situation. Exact. The amount of blood that also came off of the Meg when it was like dead. One, we found out. Yes. Haha. There is another Meg. But even if there wasn't, that amount of blood coming off of an animal would have attracted all the sharks, as we saw. And I would have been like, I'm not touching that. No. I'm not going in the water. What the fuck were they thinking? Whatever. I'm not here to criticize them. <laughs> but what were they thinking? Yeah, so I <sighs> I found in my notes the two rules yes. of maritime safety. Good. Yes. yes. So, Glad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now an expert. Watch your wires. Stay near the middle of the boat. Yes. Stop fucking around. God. That that but that's it. I this movie scared me. In some parts of it. In other parts, just kind of fun. <laughs> what a fun time. Are you ready for your scariest moment then? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was scrolling through to get to the rest of my notes, and then I just what? A legion of sharks eating the mag. Eat your elders, kids. Never meet your heroes, you know. <laughs> I can't. Oh God. Okay. Whoa. I. I think that I've got my scariest moment. There's just so many moments, but I think I yeah. got it. Okay, you go first. Okay. I. We already talked about it so much, but because it was such a good shot, it's when she's in the cage mm-hmm. and it's like swallowing her because that, that really did get me. I was so sure. I was like, of course, this movie's so cheesy. They're going to break it and it's going to be wild. But then when it started to just swallow her, I was like, ew, what do you do? Mm-mm-mm. It created a problem that I had not even foreseen. Like <laughs> it freaked me out. <sighs> Because one, you're being swallowed by something, but you're still in this tube that can't break, so you're stuck. Creeped me out. And when it, it comes from the bottom, she's yep. looking all around her, and then it yep. comes from the bottom. And I was like, <laughs> I knew it. I was like, of course it's gonna come from the bottom, duh. But it still got me. That because that was what do you do? Second like, for my scariest moment yeah. was when it came from the bottom because Be- she's looking all the way around, all her. the way around her. But again, it's that empty void where mm-hmm. it's like, where do you look? And you almost don't want to look below you because it's so scary. It's that like thing about heights where it's like, don't look down. <laughs> it's a similar feeling. Yeah. And the only part of the shark thing that isn't that glass is the bottom. So you're like, fuck. <laughs> it's just so upsetting. But yeah, that's my scariest moment. It, it just created a problem that I did not 
think to be worried about. So it freaked yeah. me out a little bit. So I, I didn't know I should be scared of that. No. Good, good, good. Taking notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm afraid I like, now. I know now. Yeah. Thank you so much. But yeah, super scary. My scariest moment ended up being a joke. But it's when the wall puts his head in the shark. I was yep. like, it's going to fucking bite his head off. Yes, me too. I, I was like, this is it. The tension ramping up. Yep. And then it became like a joke jump scare. And I was like, you got me, you fuckers. And he, then and then he stayed in the water. And because so he stayed long. in the water, I was like, oh, something's going. I don't know what's going to happen. But, but something. something is going to kill you. Yep. I didn't know if it was going to be like the rotors on a boat. Or like, I just knew something. And that one was great because it wasn't even him first. Right? Mm-hmm. The thing jumps out, grabs the shark, then it goes Or like him. it gets them both in one go It did or something. something. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh, he's gone. It he, wasn't even kind of like, he's just there one minute. It like swallows him whole. Yeah. And, oh <sighs> God. But that was such a good one because he kept putting his head, first he was near it and that scared me. Then he said, if you want to be really brave, put your head in the thing. And I was like, nothing good will come from this. No. I don't like this. Oh, that's a good one. <sighs> yeah. That one freaks <laughs> me out. <laughs> I I love 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 water. I um am very scared of sharks, but not in the ocean. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Where are shameful. you frightened of them? I thought based on a James Bond movie that I saw way too young that I was on swim team for years as a child. Yeah. In the James Bond movie, from my recollection, this yeah. may not be accurate, but my memory has it as this. There are sharks in a pool that are let out of the arrows on the wall. Hammerhead sharks came out oh, of the I arrows. Guess, so, like, I think that's a thing. In Swim Team, like, there are arrows on the wall. Yeah. And, like, they divide the lanes down the middle yeah. of the pool. And then when you get to the arrow, like, or the cross, rather, you do a flip turn. Right. And, like, those are helpful markings. Right. When I was swimming in the pool as a kid, I am petrified of the deep end. I am very afraid of the deep end because I was like, that's where the sharks (laughs) come out. There's a shark in here. And I, oh, sorry. I'm like still thinking about it. I was on swim team for like eight years. You're having such a moment. And I am still so afraid of the deep end pool. It's only 12 feet deep and you can see all of it. But I look at it and I get unsettled. There's something more scary about being able to see it. I don't know why, but you're just like, anything could happen in these 12 feet. Like, I'm so upset. <laughs> it's so upsetting. So, like, I'm not afraid of sharks in the ocean, mostly because I don't interface with the ocean. I'm in Ohio. <laughs> but also, in Ohio. <laughs> anyway. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I'll tell you a shameful thing. Until I was, like, 11, we had a pool cleaner that we called Creepy in our pool. And it was, like, 11 feet deep yeah. or something. And all it did was skim the bottom yeah. and clean, but it moved on its own. Yeah. And I was terrified to even have that thing touch me. I was like, if that thing comes near me, I'm screaming. All it did was clean. Well, we know from Paranormal Activity 2 that... You know, those things yeah. are evil. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know what it was about it either. Like if it touched me, it would have done literally nothing. And eventually I wasn't scared of it. I would go up and like mess with it. It was fine. But it had this big long tube that connected to like whatever it was connected to. But it would just swim around and all of a sudden you would like look and it would be like behind you because it was pretty fast. Like, and I think about that stupid thing and I'm like, yeah, creepy is right. I hated it. It's very upsetting to me. If it, it touched me once when I was young and I was like, ah! like I <laughs> lost my mind and they were like, it won't do anything. It doesn't even like, it's the suction on it is not that intense. But it's chasing you. But it's chasing you. Yeah. It's this ever moving thing that like I just knew was there and hated so whenever it was in while I was swimming, I would just like, 
watch it and be like, don't. I wouldn't don't. be able to swim with it. It was awful. So like, think about it. I'm like, there he is. Like, <laughs> he scared me. Things like this are like why I saw my friends like, how do you watch horror films? Because I am so afraid <laughs> of so many of things. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how did I become this person? <laughs> I'm so scared of so many stupid things. <laughs> and I'm like, how did this even happen? But yeah. So that's scariest moment so from scariest our, moment, our yeah. lives and Horse. also from the And film. also from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Are you ready for tropes? Oh, I'm so excited because uh-huh. this movie was full of them. Okay. <laughs> So I have a lot, but some of them are just kind of like in passing. Yeah. So one of them is Alas, Poor Villain. And it, I think this one's interesting because like the trope itself is just like when the death death of a villain is shown sympathetically. Right. And so it's like, ah oh, man, it sucks that we had to do this. Or like ultimately the villain's motives were understandable. Like right. there are a lot of different ways, but I think it's really interesting if you label the Meg as a villain. Yeah. Because it's just a creature... That was consuming. It's not doing anything maliciously. No, it's literally just a prehistoric creature that yep. has prehistoric instincts. And I was like, it's literally doing what it knows yep. to do, which hurt me so much when yep. they were like, we have to kill it. I was like, it doesn't know. <laughs> it just does what it's supposed to do. And someone like pointed out in the scene with the beachgoers. Yeah. It's just like interested. Yep. It's like not, it doesn't go in and start chomping away. No. It doesn't start actually attacking anything until people start like flipping out right. in the water and making like a ruckus. And also the chain got stuck on the shark. Yeah. So like if you were an animal and something you had never experienced in your life got stuck on you, you'd freak the fuck out. And like its like, first attack was on like the buoy because yeah. it thought it was a larger animal. Because, exactly. Because that thing was moving up and yeah. down and that chain was there. I felt a lot of sympathy for the yeah. shark, yeah. like the I'm whole not time. Mad at the Meg, like <laughs> I was on Team Meg the whole time. Yeah. One of my notes was just Team Shark. Listen, I understand what it's doing is not necessarily good, but it doesn't know that. <laughs> and it's like we can't assign moral value to animals no. that are literally just surviving. Just surviving. It it was in an, a new environment that it had never really been in before, and all of a sudden, it's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Where is food? Here it is. Oh. This poor shark. Yeah. So that was a last poor villain. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this one was interesting because like I've said before, but like uh, TV Tropes is community made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll come up with later. <laughs> but it's just where like, it's like a Wikipedia basically. Right. Like everybody can edit it and yeah. kind of, yeah. But it doesn't, I don't think, I don't actually know about like how you edit pages, right. but I don't think it has like the people that are like volunteers to be editors for the page and make sure things right. are actual. It feels more like it's just crowdsourced, you know? Um. But one of the tropes that they applied was accidental hero. But that actually isn't the right trope. So accidental hero is when... So the moment they're referring to is when the giant squid is attacking Suyin's submersible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Meg eats the giant squid. Right. And they're like, oh, accidental hero. That's not what accidental hero is. No. Accidental hero is someone that like gets credit for heroic act that they did not do or right. through like happenstance accidentally helped and then get like a claim mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. So it's, it's not what this is. <laughs> so instead, this is two different tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is always a bigger fish and the second is villainous rescue. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So the villainous rescue is all seems lost. The hero's in dire straits. Right. She is seconds away from the... Crushed. crushed. Literally crushed. Also terrifying. But then the villain or antagonist is struck down. By who? 
A different villain. Another villain. <laughs> yeah. So there are a range of reasons why the villain might do this. So right. ranging from like plot twist to character development arcs, etc. But this one is basically summed up by saying, quote, it's a very hungry monster and doesn't care what it eats. Nope. So it wasn't it was like, like ooh, big dinner. <laughs> it wasn't like the audience will never expect this. He'll turn to face turn. It's just like, no, I'm hungry. No, I'm so hungry. <laughs> this is my natural habitat and this is my dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the villainous rescue. Right. The other one is always a bigger fish. And uh, this is <laughs> direct quote. Our heroes are cornered or trapped by one scary thing or group, only to be saved by another, bigger, scarier thing or group. Yeah. It was like, you've been saved, but also that thing is coming for you now, eventually. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> God, that sucks. Yup. <laughs> the worst rescue you could have. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like, I'm saved. Oh, no. <laughs> if someone stabbed you, and then they were stabbed by someone bigger, and then that person went, now you. <laughs> and you went, don't. No. Don't do it. Should we? Should we get together? Should we do this? <laughs> I feel chemistry here. I'm feeling something here. <laughs> so that not accidental hero. But oh, God. Yeah. Then we have bait and switch. Yeah. And there are at least two. Uh, one is the initial attack on the submarine mm-hmm. because you think that the attacker, like when she gets bopped, yeah. you, you think it's the Meg. But then you see the suckers and you're like, oh, it's a squid. Cool. Right. Uh, so Equally terrifying to me. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's one of the bait and switches. The right. other, it's just a really funny moment where we're in like the last like stretch of the movie. Yeah. You're on the beach or you're in the water on the coast. Right. And there are these like platforms and there are just dudes on one of the platforms and one of them like oh, drops and he's this. like, oh my God. And you like follow his eyes. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a shark fin. No, it is a it's woman. It's a woman. And he's like, ladies. He's like, come over here. Come over here. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've all seen a beautiful woman and, and reacted this way. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Next trope is <sighs> disc one final boss. And it's when you think, it's like a villain that you think is going to be like the final boss. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 that was pre-boss. Oh, that was baby boss. (laughs) That was not the big bad. (laughs) That was not even a little bit. No. Uh, (sighs) So love that. And then dug too deep is one that we talked about earlier. Uh, Karmic death is connected to that. So in this, like the billionaire gets his karmic death, obviously. Yeah. But then there's also the folks that were um, taking the shark fins. Yes. They, like, yeah. you discover an arm. Right. Yeah. And you're like, mm, bye. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tropes. Oh, boy. It reminds me so much of All Your Base Are Belong to Us. All Your Base Are Belong to Us. This is called My Hovercraft is Full of Eels. <laughs> yes, of course. Please let me. <laughs> <laughs> the trope namer, I think, is from Monty Python's Flying Circus. Okay, okay. And it, it is a mangled attempt at speaking in a foreign language. And so in this case, it's when Morris tries to speak Mandarin to see Oh, right. And yeah. he just says gibberish. Just absolutely nonsense. And she's like, what the fuck do I do? I like, love the little girl. I was like, she likes her hat. Yeah. <laughs> and the grandpa's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. God. But it's uh, when you're trying to speak in a foreign language and you just really fail miserably. Just in, so bad. And it's not... I have to tell you a story. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's not like an easy, like, oh, I said this word that could easily be this word. Right. But it's like, this sentence does not make sense. Like, it's sense. nothing. That's no. nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, like, there's a monk episode where they're yeah. trying to ask someone in, like, Polish or something. Yeah. And they're saying, like, we're looking for the woman. And he's like, we are looking for the sad stick. <laughs> the sad stick. 
<laughs> I don't know why that's killing me. I, know, I love it so much. It's really good. Uh, next trope. Nice job breaking it, hero. Oh, yeah. We've had this one. Yeah. yeah. And so this one is like when he saves the people in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. He opens the thermocline door. Right. Yeah. So it's like, good job. Well. Well. <laughs> look what you've done. I'm a little bit fucked up. Yeah. Not necessarily his fault, but a little fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have retired badass, which is just yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. moment where it's like, of course, he's like kicking back. He's like, I'm chilling. What? Yeah. He's like, beer for the table because I'm having three. I love when he's asleep and she puts the beer in his yeah. hand. He's still asleep. And he just wakes up. and He's like, oh, new beer. Hey! <laughs> like the dream. Yeah. Uh, shark fin of doom. Oh, uh, yeah. Duh. It's a staple in shark films now. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. There's no way around it. It was such a big fit. You see that. And then, like, they even have the joke about the shark fin of doom where they have the Roomba with the shark fin on it. It was like, that's really fucking poor taste. That was really funny, though. (laughs) Funny. Poor taste. Poor taste. I was like, who did that after Toshi? Like, I know. Because it was after Toshi. (sighs) But at that point, they don't know it's. No, they do. They totally do. Oh, guys, come on. Yeah. Evil. Next. Take a moment to catch your death. Perfect. And that's when someone is like, oh, I did it. Like, I made it. And, and then, then bam, they get killed. <laughs> so worse. It can take, like, a variety of, oh, no. um, like, circumstances. But in this case, it's Morris when he, yeah. like, survives the initial shark attack on the boat. Oh, right. And he climbs on the whale carcass. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. And he breathes a sigh of relief. And then the Meg just chomps him and leaves a hand. Ew. Yeah. Oh, God. So many chomps. So many chomps. So many chomps. This is the movie of chomps. It really is. What if Jaws was called Chomps instead? Can you imagine? <laughs> they, they're just like, did you guys see chomps? Oh my god, yeah, I saw chomps. I'm terrified now. I want like I a can't. pocket tee that has like the outline of like a shark jaw. It's just says chomps. <laughs> Wait, can we make this? Yeah. <laughs> can we make this now? Chomps. <laughs> so stupid. Da da chomps. Chomps. <laughs> dumb word it's so dumb chomp oh, okay. love the movie chomps last trope yeah chomps for life i'm a, I'm a big chomp fan i don't know if you've seen chomps it's kind of niche. Niche. Chomps kind of niche yeah. <laughs> kind of like an art house yeah. film artistic license marine biology yeah yeah so yeah. let's get, talk about depressurization let's <laughs> And the depths of the ocean. They really just were like, eh. <laughs> fuck yeah, it. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to be researching swim bladders this week, but here you I was. You cannot go down six miles. And I can't. We'll go to yeah. it. Go. So <laughs> sharks have been known to swim as deep as 6,000-ish mm-hmm. feet. The deepest part of the Marianas Trench is 36,000 feet. Yeah. Sharks do not go that far by a lot. No. And like they're... Like, they have very different body structures compared to blobfish. Right. But if you take the blobfish, mm-hmm. which it lives significantly deeper than the shark. Very deep. It lives at such immense pressure. Yeah. And its body has, like, little muscles, mostly, like, fat and gelatinous right. because there's because such extreme surviving pressure. Surviving down there. Yeah. It has to survive at a high pressure. So when it is brought to a lower pressure, it expands. Yeah. In really gross ways. It and does not look like that. A blob. And so someone is like, there's a reason that everyone has this like sad blobfish image. It's sad because it's dead because it was brought up to a low pressure. Yeah. And its body expanded. Blobfish do not look like the the cliche image that people are like, yeah. oh, it's a blobfish. No. I'm like, that's dead. They look different 
at pressure. Very different. Very yeah. different. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, I did research on like swim bladders and stuff because like some animals have swim bladders to like acclimate to the pressure and stuff. And when right. they come up, their insides become their outsides. Right. More than just like swelling, it's like their stomach is now outside. Right. The, this blo- blobfish doesn't have that. I almost no. said blowfish. Different fish. <laughs> the blobfish does not have that, but it still does uh, react to a lessening of pressure. Right. I don't know what would happen if you had a shark go from 36,000 feet to zero feet, but sharks don't go that deep. And so it's like if you brought the meg up from 36,000 feet below the surface to zero feet to the surface, there is no way that depressurization wouldn't have done something. Well, like we talked about this in the beginning too. Not only, even if this shark was meant to survive that deep below the ocean, one, the temperature change would have fucked it up. Oh, boy. But two, the pressure would have absolutely destroyed yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have made it. By the time it got through those other levels of, like, temperature, it already would have been not doing well, let alone the pressurization would have absolutely destroyed this yeah. thing. So you really just have to be like, sure. <laughs> it takes a lot of, like, let's just all pretend. Yeah. And even <laughs> if you're like, but megalodons are different. They're not okay. normal sharks. Fine. They also didn't live that deep they because didn't. they were outcompeted by other like predators at that level that had cartilage or bones. So it's like even megalodons <laughs> did not live yeah. nearly that deep no. because there was not enough food for them. So it's, it's like if you take it to even a more limited environment, right, where there is like no outside food source coming in. I mean, also you have all those giant like. There's just, like, when you go that deep, things are meant to live down there. They are not meant to live other places. That is the whole... That's why it's so interesting to people is because these creatures are, like, things that you've never seen before Mm -hmm. because they live in a place that things aren't meant to survive unless they were meant to live there. (laughs) So I'm like, the shark doesn't look like anything down there. Everything that they passed in the, like, you know, first, like, little scene is like translucent. They had like the spider crab or, thing going on. Yes, everything is very much like meant to be there. And then the shark comes and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Even before the shark, the squid, the larger squid. than squid and also deeper than squid. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, it's cute that you tried, but. But, it is, but yeah, I was like, there's a lot of suspending disbelief for that. So I understand. I found how deep blobfish do live. Oh, yeah. 600 to 1,200 meters. Jeez. So multiply that by three. So like 1,800 feet at the shallowest. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. They're deep. Yeah. And 3,600 feet at the deepest. I love blobfish. They're dope. So at that pressure or at that depth, yeah. 100 times the atmospheric pressure of the surface, like what we're you doing can't. right now. Let alone when they were down there, too. Like, I'm like, these submersibles, I, I'm baffled at how fast they came up. I'm like, y'all would not have you would fucking... done well. Like, you can't. Nitrogen he mentions it like, the bends, like, yeah, he mentions it like once when he was like, like, we come up really oh. fast. Yeah. And I'm like, no, his nose bleeds. And I'm like, buddy. <laughs> I was like, you'd be so fucked. But yeah, you just got to get past that. That's all. <laughs> Just gotta get past that. Just gotta so get that, past it. That was my last trope. Was artistic I like that license. One. This artistic is, license. It's a sci-fi thriller. I'm not saying that it no. has to. Like, I'm not saying it's not a good movie because it's no. not scientifically accurate. It's That's just not funny. <laughs> it's just funny. You're like, okay. And I'll take any opportunity to talk about Blobfish. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, this movie has given me a lot of opportunities to talk about a lot of cool things. Yeah. I love it. Um, 
but yeah that those are good tropes i like those it feels like it's time to rate the movie we do do you have any ideas i only have one what's your idea chomps mine was chomps oh okay <laughs> i was like how many chomps chomps or um oh what was it i can't remember swim bladders swim bladders <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't even know what a swim bladder is. I was just like, do sharks have swim bladders? No. I think it's what do it this have swim bladders? Makes them float. Yeah. Right? It is to help with buoyancy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what and I thought. And I was like, sharks, God, I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, sharks have cartilage and that yeah. helps with the buoyancy, even though they don't have swim no bladders. No bones. Yeah, no bones. No bones. That's one thing about glass sharks. You, you gotta, gotta know. know. <laughs> I can't. I think chomps is too good. Yeah. Because I'm going to capitalize on that. We're yeah. making shirts. <laughs> We're making shirts. Chomps. <laughs> All right. How okay. many how many chomps? All right, we'll do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I'm gonna have a controversial chomp here. Okay. But are you ready? I am. Three, two, one. I knew. Okay. Yeah. I was I was torn between this. I know and it's hard. This. Yeah. I gave it four chomps. Yeah. I'm giving it four chomps just because I don't know. It capitalized on a lot of my fears personally. Yeah. So I was like, dang, this is kind of scary. And also from what I talked about in the beginning, I don't think we've had a movie that like was super, super busy and like, oh, here's what you should be scared of. And then all of a sudden it was like, just kidding. Here's all this negative space and nothingness. And I was like, they really just went back and forth. And it was like, dang, it was like whiplash of what to be scared of. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Yeah. So I'm giving it four just because it, it, it uh, exceeded my expectations. I was expecting some hot garbage and instead I got some like lukewarm recycling like you yeah. know yeah 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 it was fine yeah this is a very like recycling shark movie it yeah. is it really was I gave it three chomps and one nibble yeah so that is yeah. in layman's terms three and a half chomps three and a half chomps yeah uh, I don't like I'm not mad about this movie no. like I enjoy watching it I just do think that the critiques that we talked about are valid where it's like it wasn't good enough to be good and it wasn't bad enough to be good where it's like they it would have been better if it was worse because yeah. it would have been like that actually fully campy, Wild. cheesy banana yeah. boats thing. Right. And like, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I've seen it twice now. I chose it voluntarily. Like I put it on the list twice. We did this. <laughs> like I like this movie. Yeah. I also think that it could have been more. Yeah. I mean, and also like we didn't talk about this, but I think it's obvious at this point. It's just like, a little frustrating too that there was like uh, a character of color who was like, "Let me sacrifice myself for all these white people," <laughs> and I was like, "That was a qualm that I was yep. like, yep. yeah, I mean that's obvious. I, I think, duh, we've gone through so many movies with the yeah. same thing before that I was like, yeah, okay, that's obvious that that was like annoying, yeah, but yeah, I've gotten yeah unfortunately used to these qualms uh-huh. in so many movies. It was nice to just see so many people of color make it through the movie and yeah. also be part of the movie. Uh-huh. But I was also like, oh, really? But they're the only like person who the has to die yeah. and they're not a main character. Yeah. And they're very much like, don't worry, this white man is here to save the day. <laughs> and like the characters of color are there for humor. Yep. Yeah. And like make jokes about like racial stereotypes. Yeah. And so it, it's... Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, I'm not going to say this was great representation. No. <laughs> it's more representation than we're used to, but it still wasn't right. nuanced. It was like more representation, but still had the same kind of tired yeah. jokes that yes. we were like, okay, used to seeing that. Yeah. So just wanted to point that out that yes. we didn't forget about it. We just yep. unfortunately have gotten so like, yep, yep, yep. that's an, a qualm. Don't it's worry, chalk like that up. Like an existing qualm that we have for basically every movie. Yeah. Unless if we, we don't say, say it, otherwise. It's a qualm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean... 
better than anticipated. Oh yeah. And I think that's the only reason it is so high. Yeah. Had I had everyone been like, this is the most incredible movie, I would have been like, this is a two. What are you talking about? Uh huh. But because I had no expectations other than being bad, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest reason I can't give it a four, not the biggest reason, that's not accurate to say. <laughs> I think that I enjoy this movie most when I watch it with other people. Oh, 100%. And so it's like, I wouldn't continue watching this alone for fun. No. Like, it's not good enough to watch by myself. This more. is a, the only rewatch bonus that this movie has yeah. is that I would love to watch it with friends because yes. I watched it alone yeah. and I watched it kind of split in half or like half the, in the beginning of the day and the half at the end. And yeah. I was like, I would love to sit and watch this movie with my friends yeah. drinking and being like, here we go. <laughs> and we talked about that with like Evil Dead. Yes. Same thing. That movie's great already just because it's wild. Yeah. But that movie bumps up like so much more when yeah. you have friends who are like, let's watch this. This yes. is wild. Exactly. And this has a similar thing. It does. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For so sure, that's sure. a, I, I mean, I think that's a very nice amount of chomps. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid number of chomps. Solid number of chomps. That'll get through a billionaire, no problem. <laughs> How many chomps to get to the center of the billionaire? One. <laughs> One. As we've discovered. Um. <laughs> Perfection. So that wraps up our discussion of... The Meg. I almost said chomps. I was like, <laughs> what do you think we watched? I don't know. The Meg. <laughs> wraps up our discussion of the movie The Meg. The movie The Meg. The movie The Meg. <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the one that helps other people find us the most, mm-hmm. but rate and review wherever you listen. Yeah, rate and review anywhere. Too. Also, word of mouth, great. Oh if my you're God, like, yeah. I don't have time to rate and review, fine. But if you tell people about us. Tell a friend. That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. And every Wednesday, we'll post the movie of the week with the content warnings where mm-hmm. you can watch it if it's streaming for freezies. Uh, and then we also have some other posts throughout the week that are fun. Just like the, the fun ones. The no context quote on Saturdays. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can check out our extended show notes on our website, justschoolwithitpod.com. A little hiccup. Just a little one. Just a little bit. A hiccup at the table. Uh, <sighs> you can even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justschoolwithit. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank Yay. our patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sulatim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Woo! They chose Woo! this movie. This was a patron pick, they to be sure clear. Did. Which I know we mentioned, I think, before. But yeah. our patrons picked the wildest movie. And it, <laughs> this is a half spoiler. It was tied. It was tied. So the next, our next week that we release is a different patron pick. Yeah. The movie that tied with this one. Not just that. It's a big one. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccazella. The cover art. I am very on Nikki Solomon. It's me. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Chomps for Nikki. Chomps for Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I deserve the chomps. It's true. (laughs) I don't have a joke, Kate. I'm sorry. I gave you chops and you gave me oh, this. Look at you. I was like, <laughs> that was the saddest thing I've ever done. I just, I wasn't trying to scare you. All right, I'm easily I, frightened as we I go from the pool sharks. And the different I, type of pool sharks than you think. I, it's okay. I was scared of a pool cleaner, so we're okay. all fools here. And some of us are part teeny. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
there's gonna be lasers and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that at the end.